Welcome to Savvy Solutions with Gina Gale Gray. Take the journey back to me with a freedom coach and oracle. Find your solutions by joining me, Gina Gale Gray. Together, we can create a powerful synergy that will take down the walls that surround your heart and allow your emotional being to guide you towards connection and compassion. Feel yourself grow ever closer to remembering who you're meant to be with my 40-day Journey Back to Me program. You have a personal power within you that I would love to help you unlock so that you can achieve your newfound freedom. Savvy Solutions with Gina Gale Gray starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm Dr. Pat. I get to take this journey, you know, the journey back to me with Gina Gale Gray. And what you heard was an introduction from what's about to come. You know, this is one of those amazing times where I get to hang out with somebody that understands that there's many different facets to a journey, but in the end, all roads lead to home and that home is you. But what is it about her journey? You know, when you think about how loss can bring us to a place that most of the time, many of us would not have gone to with that loss. You know, had I not lost my mom at a very young age, I would not have had that experience. I would not have what I learned from that. I probably wouldn't have been shaped into the person I am today. And there are so many different things that we can point to, but the question really is about our soul. You know, what is it that we're looking for on the scale to freedom? We don't wanna be shackled by our emotions. We don't wanna be shackled by our thoughts. We don't wanna be shackled by other people. We don't want to be shackled by our own inhibitions, lack of confidence, or our ability to step out into the world fully. So when you think about Gina, Gina Gale Gray, and you think about savvy solutions, what you're getting is a journey back to me, which is a journey that takes you on this beautiful, beautiful roadmap almost as if you were taking that beautiful road to Hana, if you were looking at a, a landscape of things that surprised you and scared you all at the same time. Today, get ready for this. Journey back to me. What? Why? How? Gina Gale, great to have you. Great show. Uh, it's great to be here. And thank you for, thank you for that introduction. You, you nailed it. That's uh, I feel like you have taken this journey with me, but I know that you've you've taken it on your own, and it's 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 vital. It's something that we all do over and over again. Um, yeah. As long as we're here, we are still journeying back to me. And I love that we're talking about that because how often have we heard people talk about? I did a study for about ten years. I did this study. I I started to Google the word stuck, and I followed it right i followed that word for about 10 years and i watched the magnitude of the number of searches go from moderate to just off the charts but the journey back to me has many facets to it as well the journey back to me could also come from places that people feel lost tell us about the journey back to me and how you how it came to you 
Well, it, it was it was created it, it basically to save my life. Um, and as all beginnings, it, it began after an ending. And we always have a choice with an ending. And an ending can be the end, or it can lead to a new beginning. And that's not a simple concept. And it certainly wasn't for me. It wasn't in in my story. This was this was a chapter in my life story. And and we all have many chapters in our life story. And several of them aren't um, aren't wonderful. So. What happened, the ending that I endured was, was losing my son. And losing my son, who was an incredible human being, he was a, um, a, special, a special person, and he survived 23 years in a body that, that they, they predicted wouldn't, wouldn't hold up for seven or eight, eight years. We don't believe mm -hmm. any of that stuff. We never did yeah. and we never will. Yeah. And the, probably the most um, incredible thing about his existence was the fact that he never spoke words. However, he was incredibly intelligent. He understood everything, and, and it taught me so much about communication because all communication is at least two-sided. There's receptive communication and there's expressive communication. And those who cannot express communication with the use of words have an incredible gift of receptive communication. They understand all. They don't need language. Their understanding, you know, supersedes language and words. And so I had 23 years of learning about all of the ways that we communicate and, and listening to Spencer communicate without words. And it was, um, it was, it was such a learning experience, and, and we taught many others as well. We, we actually, in our together, we created programs. We helped a lot of other people understand that if your child or, or your loved one cannot speak words, they can still communicate. So all of that was just a part of our life for 23 years. So when, when Spencer transcended to light, when he dropped his body, I was privileged to be able to um, go on that journey with him as far as I was allowed to go. <clears throat> so I always am familiar with, with his voice inside my head. <clears throat> and it's not a bad thing. It's never been a bad thing. It's always a good thing. And when he became spirit, it became so much more powerful and so much more profound. And during the two and a half years of my intense suffer suffering after he left, the voice that I would hear from him became so familiar and it was so supportive and it was always inspirational. That's how I, I began to discern <clears throat> very early on that this is Spencer. This is, you know, of course he is yeah. still here. He is still with me. He's, he's never left me. He was with me before he came into physical body and he's still with me now that he is full, full on spirit. And so the messages, uh, I began to call them Spinspirations and they weren't just coming to me, they were coming to everyone who knew Spencer. <clears throat> and one of his favorite ways to communicate is by the use of song lyrics, because if you never speak words, using those who are speaking words form of song is a very clever way to get your message across. 
especially with country music, because country music is always telling a story, right? <laughs> oh, boy. You know, my stepmom was from the Deep South, and, and boy, she had her own interpretation of what every one of those songs meant. And they do. And um, the, the language is clear. The words are very hard to miss. So <clears throat> he had his, his uh, playlists of songs, and he had his favorite artists who would sing certain songs, and he would use those lyrics to get his messages messages across very clearly. So anyway, I'm, I'm saying all of this just to help everyone understand that when the people that we love cross over, drop their body, become spirit, they still communicate with us. If we learn to listen to the silence, which by the way is the name of Spencer's book that is being written as we speak. Um, I am putting the words on paper. He is speaking the words and the book is, is titled, Listen to the Silence, Messages and Miracles from Spencer Who Never Spoke Words. And three chapters are complete and they are definitely messages of miracles that, that we all need today. It's, yes. it, we need this help. We need this guidance from um, our, our spirit guides, our angels, our guardian angels, whatever you call the unseen. The unseen is not the unheard. And so these messages, he used these messages <clears throat> to communicate with me constantly from the time that he left. And one of the most profound things that he, that he came through and got through to me with was about trauma. And trauma is a very, very real, very painful, um, very difficult thing for us to navigate. Yeah. Almost everyone here has endured some form of trauma. And trauma is not within our control. It it's, you know, comes in the form of an accident or an, or an injury or an unexpected, something that is completely out of our control. What is within our control, and this came straight from Spencer, was the dramatization of our trauma. And just a few months ago, Spencer spoke very loudly to me and he, and he said, Madre, you are dramatizing your trauma and it's time to stop. Wow. And I had to sit down. I had to swallow that. I had to, I had to acknowledge that that was true. I, it had been two and a half years, and everyone knew that I meet in my journey now, I, I, I would introduce my loss of Spencer. And the understanding that he helped me come to was that's not a good way to honor him. For me to be stuck in the dramatization of the trauma was bad enough, it was real. I don't recommend, I don't wish for anyone to ever hold their child when they take their last breath. We hold our children when they take their first breath, but it's not okay. So it happened and it's real and people today are suffering this kind of trauma in mass. There are so many people who are losing their children, their parents, their spouses, their friends, their sisters, their brothers, every one, all these relationships. We're watching people suffer. We're watching people struggle. We're watching people choose to leave. And um, that's trauma. That's real. We don't have control over that. But the dramatization of that trauma, we do. And Spencer got through to me to get over that. And then he also help me understand that there are another set of people here today who are traumatizing their drama. They're so addicted to drama 
that they are turning it into trauma. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? Why are people doing this? Why, why is commiserating um, worth the time that, that we're spending doing it? And yeah. so it goes both ways and, and, and there's ways to help stop. We, we are always in control of the drama part. If we create the trauma out of the drama, shame on us, yeah. but we can stop at any time. We can, yeah. we can acknowledge that, we can look that in the face, which is what we must do, look that in the face, just like Spencer put it in my face. Madre, you are dramatizing your trauma. Yeah. Sure enough, I was. So I stopped, I stopped and I decided, okay, it's time for a new beginning, right? We're never alone. I'm not alone. I lost my purpose. I sure did. I, my purpose for 23 years was super mom. And I did it well. I did it so. I have, I even have an S on my chest that was tattooed on my chest for super mom because, you know? Um, and when he left, I was left with what now? What, what am I now? And of course I wanted to just stay with him and that just was not, I had to find my way back to my true purpose. My true purpose is now what I, I found as a soul ocean. The answer to what my purpose is, is we have a purpose. I lived my purpose. My purpose was taking care of Spencer, taking care of um, you know a husband, a, a, a daughter, a family, uh, businesses, property, horses, and on and on and on, all the things, the things, the things. And that was a purpose. That was a very valiant purpose. And I have the awards and the badges and the cape, all of that. But that was not my soul purpose because it wasn't found within my soul. And so the journey back to me helped me create this and discover this. Mm. And the, the real answer is there are so many people here today who, who deserve to, to figure this out as well. Um, as we're going through what we're going through collectively, we're learning so much about what is not. And um, in, in order to change that, the answer is not out there. If we continue to look out there, we notice how much is not right out yeah. there yeah. and how much is without of our control. and. And the closer we look at that, the more we realize the only thing that we do have control of is inside of us. And that means we need to take the journey back to me. Yeah. It's so easy. I mean, I love what Spencer has passed on and has invited you to because, you know, what I was struck by this morning was how easy, how easy it is given where we are in the world and how we have so much information, right? How easy it is to step into the drama of our day, right? And not the karma of our day, you know? And what I mean by that is, you know, it's interesting because I, I work with young women that have been devastated, just like you shared. And I wanna thank you for sharing a very personal story I mean, I felt what you were talking about. I can't even imagine what it would be like, you know, to watch my child take their last breath. There's, there's no, there's no words. There aren't words for that. 
Um, and I, I've often thought about how some of those things that happen are happening and help us carve a pathway that we wouldn't otherwise step into. It's kind of interesting. I was having that discussion this morning with one of my coaches and I said, you know, I almost got off my game today. That's my, that's my view of it. I have to simplify it. I have to talk about my game, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I, I said, I almost got off of it today. I said, I, I almost got to a place where I could have let something completely derail me today. But then I looked at the show that I was getting ready to do with you and the show I just did. And I was reminded of one thing. And that is what you just said that no matter what's going on on the outside, we are the people that have ultimate control of what we're going to take in as our truth and what we're going to do from anything on the outside of us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't imagine that you went through what you went through without outside forces pressing on you, you know, without people trying to tell you what to do. How did you stay true to your heart? A lot of time alone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, I get that. I get that. <laughs> yes, and realizing because it's like anything. If if you're if you're going to step into any position of your desire to help others, it, it's always a landmine. It's always a field of landmines. <laughs> you, you you tread very carefully and very softly. And so it, for, for me, the answer was, was to retreat. Uh, I, I knew I needed to retreat because when, when Spencer left, um, a cascade of my entire life left. And, and yeah. that part I was not prepared for. Yeah. Because with, with Spencer, we had what we called a village. Um, he was, he was, um, uh, he had all these labels. <laughs> we hated all the labels. But once he went on the ventilator in 2012, so he was on a ventilator for the last seven years of his life. So that meant we had to have extra extra people, extra help. We had to increase the village too. And um, I, always, I always knew in my heart that they were on the payroll, but I didn't want to believe that they were just on the payroll. And um, as soon as he left, that, that, that truth was the first glaring truth right in my face yeah. was, was, yes, they were on the payroll. And, and so it was just hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. So the, the best thing for me to do was um, I retreated. And, and in that retreat, I did things like I went to the Mayan mountains and I went on hikes. And there was this one particular hike that was uh, that that is the hike that created the journey back to me, and I didn't realize it until a year later that the symbolism of that hike, and what it was was it, it started with um, about an hour hike up a Mayan mountain in the in the jungle, and hike hike trails are never just like a staircase straight up. You hike a Mayan mountain and you are doing this and this and it's raining and there's creatures and mosquitoes and it's grueling and the Mayans 
they had little bitty feet <laughs> and they made little bitty steps so there's a lot of times when you're you're stepping sideways and and you're just feeling the energy of these people who created this so the 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 climb up the mountain became in my journey back to me program became the physical body first 10 days of the 40-day journey back to me because it was all about the physical being can you get yourself from the base of this mountain to the top of this mountain and in order to do that um, in our journey back to me in our life there are a lot of people who the physical body is the relationship with the physical body is not ideal mm -hmm. there is something that has fallen apart um, there's been some neglect there's been some deterioration there's possibly been some some health issues some medical issues um, changes aging all of these things we're, we're, we're all dealing with all of these things and in that first 10 days of the journey back to me um, just really looking at what is the relationship with your physical body have yeah. you honored your physical body lately um, because if we must we must every day. If we're gonna mm -hmm. climb a mountain to do anything every day, honoring the physical body is, is highly recommended. Yeah. I love that you're doing that because the, I don't think the body lies. No. Right? And you know, it's really interesting. I can always tell whether I'm telling myself the truth or telling myself a little fib, right? Like I'm telling you, I had two situations this morning. One that involved two people so i had to check in with one of the other people to see if he was okay you know i, I that just i don't know what you want to call it but just to get a different perspective and you know and then the other situation but i could tell you right away it's exactly like you said my body my body was going to tell me did i really let go of it or not and it tells us in different ways. Now, I got to tell you this morning for me, no physical reaction at all. The only physical reaction I'm having today is for my booster shot that I got, uh, which is the first reaction I've had. But um, I understand it and I understand why. And of course I do a lot of questioning, but when we are sideways, Gina Gale, this is what I want to ask you about. When we are sideways, right, understanding what you're creating to get the what of the journey back to me is so important because that one thing you just said about the body, I don't care what it is. Maybe you're like, maybe you get an email and your neck hurts. <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, it's not you sitting in the chair. You're squashing something you got back. And every day we're faced with this, aren't we? It may not be to the extent you were, you were, but what you were able to develop to help people was based on that. And yet it applies to every single thing in, the, in our lives, doesn't it? It does. It does. And the body is such a wonderful messenger, but it's not the only messenger. It's connected to these other bodies. And, and, but it is, it is what expresses loudly to us in the form of pain and uh, pain and discomfort and illness and, and all of these things. And unfortunately, what conventional medicine does is here's a pill to numb that, <laughs> yeah. which solves absolutely nothing. All it does is shut down the receptors that it, it, it shuts down the body. So you know what the body does? 
the body says, well, I'll show you. How about I give you a little pain over here now? <laughs> and then how about I hit you in the head a few times and oh my gosh, now I'm having, you know, it is persistent and, and it will continue to persist and it's working in connection with all of these other things. So yeah. that, that's why in the first 10 days of the journey back to me, we're looking at your relationship with your body. How well are you listening to your body? How well are you honoring your body? What are you feeding your body? Um, how important is hydration? How hydrated is your body? Because these are things that, that, that we haven't been taught to the extent that we deserve to be taught. But the body knows and the body remembers. And there's just so much that can be, um, that can be remembered when we tap into that and we go, wait, what, what is this? Do I go n make an appointment and go meet with someone who, who has a name tag and a white coat and ask them what's going on with my body? Right. Or do I spend five minutes just right. asking my body? It yeah. may surprise you what you will discover and what answers you will get. Oh my gosh, you're so right on about this. We're gonna take a short break and we're gonna talk about it further because you know, honestly, the email I got this morning was the end game. The situation started on Friday and I knew over the weekend that something was not sitting right with me and I was going to have to do something about that. Now, fortunately or unfortunately for me, well, fortunately, you know, it works itself out, but your body knows, you know, you could feel it in your body when something is not sitting right with you and yet you can't pinpoint it. And by the way, comment that we got on Facebook. Thank you, Brian, for this. And uh, I'll let, let me leave you with this and then we'll go to break. The journey back to me saved my life and got me back on my life's purpose track. Incredible journey. I could never live enough days of mental, spiritual, and emotional freedom to thank Gina for this. When we come back, we're gonna talk about it all because had I had made my adjustment on Friday, I probably would have been able to understand what I was subconsciously carrying for three days. And I'm telling you now, you do not want to be carrying stuff that you don't need to carry. When we come back, Gina Gale Gray is gonna take us on this journey on the trifecta of it all, right? As Brian said, mental, spiritual, and emotional freedom. You got that? Mental, spiritual, and emotional freedom. It's not a joke. This is for real. And that's what Gina Gilgray has put together. Let's take a short break, Benny, if we could. We'll be right back. Our ability to align with our true highest self and create freedom and prosperity is infinite. Take the journey back to me, a guided journey back to your true self in 40 days with me, Freedom Coach and Oracle Gina Gale Gray. Move from overwhelm to balance, composure, and vitality. Restore connection and compassion. Open your heart and tap into your limitless power within your soul. Begin your journey at AnywhereMindBodySoul.com. Are you passionate about impacting social change or working towards anti-racism as a society? Are you willing to deconstruct your innermost thoughts, ideas, and beliefs about racism? 
then Inflection Point Podcast, Cultivating Change from the Inside Out is the show for you. Join Anita Russell, Mavis Bauman, and Gail Hunter in open, honest, and deliberate conversations every first and third Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com. Do you question what an authentic life really looks like? Tune in to The Alley Effect with Allison Blythe, authentically living life your way. Every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where Allison Blythe brings you tools, resources, and actionable steps toward your very best life. Take responsibility for your own happiness. For more about Allison, visit Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N, Blythe, B-L-Y-T-H-E dot Introducing the Brilliant Black Man Show with Melissa Johnson. Tune in as Melissa shares the stories of successful black men across the country. This show is designed to change the narrative of how black men are portrayed in the world. The show will highlight their brilliance and how they are making a difference in their family, community, boardroom, and the world. For more information on the show, visit wildministriesllc.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Joining me here today is Gina Gail Gray. Gina, before we keep going here, what is the best way for people to find out about uh, the journey back to me and work with you directly? How can they do that? Well, go to my website, anywheremindbodysoul.com. And I have a, a dedicated page to the journey back to me, and it's also on my homepage. So you can read as much about it, um, sign up for it, ask free consultation. Uh, there's lots of ways to, to connect, but getting to me through my website is the easiest. Awesome. Thank you. Um, look, during the break, you know, we were talking about a couple of things, but, you know, one of the things I mentioned was emotional, mental, and it's, and thank you for the the message from Facebook, because physical, emotional, mental, and soul beings, that's what you say we are. You know, that's what, you know, the 40 day, the 40 day journey, you know, helps us come to that true highest self realization, as I think you say it. But let's talk about this, because a lot of times when I create things, people are shocked that I create them for X amount of time. And they always come back and they're always asking me something. They're always like, why are you teaching a seven week course? And it never enters my mind. Like, what do you mean? Why? I, I, right. It doesn't enter my mind that it's a seven week course. It's just, this is the body of work that we're going to get done. Do people ask you about the journey, like 40 day journey? Do they say why 40 days? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is, tell me the answer. Cause I, well, I, I know, I know it's so important. But we're such an instant gratification culture, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. And um, 
you know, there's power in numbers. Now, uh, the four has a lot of meaning, four and, and variations of four. And 40 is, is a well-known number. Um, I began this, I created this with a 40-day quarantine challenge. And of course, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that was March of 2020. <laughs> and I thought, oh, quarantine. And I looked up the meaning of quarantine and why 40 days? Why not 30? Why not 60? Why not 90? What's the meaning of, of 40 days? And that was the beginning of it. I did, the, I did a 40-day quarantine challenge on Facebook. And halfway through, I was censored. And back then, we didn't know what was going on. And, no. and I was completely uh, you know, thrown off by the fact that, that this was going so well. I had so many people following, and it was, uh, we, were, we were making progress. And, and what happened, what happened? And what happened was, everything I'm talking about is you have this power within you, and you don't need outside help. And, and I know a little something, something about respiratory viruses, because oh. uh, I have a I have a child who uh, survived one for seven years that was, that was meant to take him out. So a lot of the things that were being fed to people as what we must do in order to survive this, I, I happen to know from firsthand experience were not true. And um, so, yeah, the language that I was using and the encouragement that I was giving to people to, um, you know, practice consideration and, and boost your immune system. I talked yeah. a lot about the immune system and the power of us to heal. And, and of course, used Spencer as here's an example of a, a child who survived RSV and, and became ventilator dependent and lived for another seven years, not seven days, seven years. So I know a little something about how to do this, <laughs> but I got censored in it. And, and so that just fired me up. Yeah. So the next thing I did was, was, you know, take the program, you know, private and to my clients and then developed it into the 40 days is there are four aspects that I work on with people during those 40 days. And we are multidimensional beings. We, yeah. we, we have more than four aspects, but the, the core four aspects are the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, and then the soul body. And everybody knows about the physical body because that's what we walk around in. And a lot of people only know about the physical body. <laughs> and the, the very next layer, the first energetic layer outside of the physical body, the density, is the emotional body. And the emotional body is our filter. And that filter was put in place when we were created as human beings. It was put in place to filter all the information coming in through our mental being, which is outside of our emotional being. That's where the antenna are. That's where we're bringing in all the information with our senses. Our, our mind is out there. Our brain is in here, but our mind is out there. So if we stop making use of that filter and we go from thinking to doing, thinking to doing with our actions, behaviors, words, creations, it's not the same as if we keep that emotional body working. So when we go from thinking to feeling, our doingness changes. I oh, promise boy. you it does. It does. It does. It does. And if the people who are running this world today had their emotional bodies plugged in, they could not be causing the harm to people that they are causing.
we would not have the homeless population that we have. We would not mm -hmm. have the people suffering that we have. Nope. We would not have the ability to turn a blind eye to other people's sufferings and pain. Yep. We would yep. all be sharing more. Um, so you can look at the population today and you can, you can discern pretty quickly who is in touch with their emotional body. The yeah. second 10 day period of the journey back to me, that's what we focus on. We focus on the emotional being and there's a modality that I became certified um, in 2019 after Spencer left and it's called the Emotion Code. And the Emotion Code is this magical, beautiful, simple way of um, connecting. I connect as the practitioner. My soul connects with your soul. Mm. I ask your soul permission to release some emotions that are trapped within your being. I have not met a client yet who said no. <laughs> so as soon as they say yes, the release starts. And with the release, relief begins. And once those are cleared out and the emotional body returns to its rightful place, I see the emotional body as mm -hmm. the divine feminine. She is here, she is important, and she is just as important as the sacred masculine, which I see as the ego. Mm -hmm. Our mental being is really important. Our ego is really important. It I is. love my ego. She's, yeah. a, she's a powerful thing. Yeah, and you can't learn humility without your ego, you know. No, and I <laughs> never want to dismiss her. Yeah, she gets you into those places, doesn't she? <laughs> but it is what it is. And reuniting, my goal is to reunite that ego being, the mental being, with the emotional being. And when that happens and when there's an agreement made and the trapped emotions are cleared, the beautiful process that happens. Yeah. So... The third 10-day period, we focus on the mental being. And the mental being is, is tricky. Um, it, it's, and it does not like having to wait in line behind the emotional being. No, it does <laughs> Nope, nope. But I'm, I'm reintroducing a very old-fashioned, okay, let's go ahead and let the masculine open the door for the feminine. Let's, let's help the masculine remember that it is as great as it is when it is supported by the feminine and when it supports the feminine aspect. Reuniting those is just so important. These yeah. are the energetic unseen bodies and they're very, very important. Then the fourth 10 day period we get into the soul and the soul is all. It is inside, it is outside. It is all of those pieces integrating together. Um, and when we get into the soul 10-day period, we're, we're focusing a lot on being in service to others. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you, we don't start there. So many people who, who are in the service industry and who are givers and caregivers and, and take care of everyone else in their family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes this is our parents, sometimes it's our friends, sometimes it's our children, sometimes it's all the, the, the care professionals. Um, you can only care for others to the extent that you have cared for yourself and when you run out and your cup is empty there it is absolutely necessary to come back to yourself refill your cup and then you then you have to give again it's not selfish it is yeah. it is the most um it's essential it is essential it's essential Thank you. i mean you know i mean this that that 
the ability to take care of yourself goes back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And we learned that from the earliest days walking the earth. Mm -hmm. I mean, early, right? Early mankind knew that you're not going to be able to put that food on the table if you don't get enough sleep. I mean, they didn't have, they're not talking like you and I are talking now, but they knew it. They knew it intuitively. Indigenous people know it intuitively, right? If you ever speak to some of the people in the high area of Peru, they're very clear that what they grow in that high area of Peru is necessary for their survival in that environment. And, but you know, I don't know what it is about us. We just think that we are so phenomenally superhuman that we can do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And sometimes taking care of ourselves. Can I get back to what you said earlier? Sometimes it's really learning to do what Spencer said. To really cut the drama out. Right? Right. Boy, if we could just do that one thing today, right, for people, how many times a day are you reacting to something? Whether somebody cuts you off on a road, or maybe you got a delivery in the mail and it was broke, or maybe you saw your child's grades and you're thinking, have you even gone to school this semester? Or maybe your boss comes in one more time and asks you for something that wasn't due for a week from now. Whatever this is, if we allow for those energies to take a very dark marker and mark our soul, that is literally what it does. And boy, I'm telling you, with the world we live in now, don't we have to figure that one out? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And it's that what you're what you're talking about is is we've given our power away to all of that and now is the time to take that power back no one has taken anything from us we gave it away and the best time to take it back is is now because yeah. if, if not now then when yeah. and and that's that's the question why don't we take better care of ourselves we can only take care of others to the extent that we're taking care of ourselves and there's a lot of people who realize that and 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 <laughs> if it's if it means enough to you you will find a way if it doesn't mean enough to you you will find an excuse yeah. and there are a lot of excuses and the 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 physical body part the beginning of the journey i'm going to keep repeating it's about your re we're going to look at your relationship with yourself yeah. It's, it's not a yoga class, it's not a nutrition class, it's not a hydration class, it's not a, it's all of those things. It's asking you to ask yourself, using my map, you'll be asking yourself questions that are very, very interesting questions. People get that map and they go, oh my gosh, I never thought about this. And it's like, exactly. <laughs> it's time to think about that. What is your relationship with this aspect of your physical body? Um, what is your hydration status all day, every day? And, and how many things is that related to? Because it's a simple formula. 
everything that comes into your body is related to something coming out of your body. Yeah. It's a very simple thing. And like you mentioned, sleep. The indigenous people knew that when that sun came up, oh. they, they, they required adequate amount of sleep to get out and do what they did. And not only did they connect with that aspect of things, they were also connected to their piece of the earth. So why are we not taking better care of our earth? Yeah. Our, start with ourselves and work into our families, our children, our loved ones, our extended family, our communities, and, and our earth, our cosmos. Why are we not taking care of all of these things? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but start with me, mm -hmm. journey back to me, journey back to you. I can guide you in that journey because I carved those paths out. Yeah. I found them the hard way, like I do everything the hard way. You know what's interesting about this too, and I wanna, I, I wanna ask you about it because it is a very important conversation about getting to know oneself. You know, there are some of us that know some people call it intuitively. A lot of us have, you know, pick up other people's stuff. You know, we get, we glom onto it. And, you know, we can know something about someone, right? But, and the person has never even really told us, but we have a sense of them. You know, we have a sense of their energy. We have a sense of what they carry, right? All of that. And sometimes, even with that information, you, you may not be able to choose an exit strategy. And, and what I mean by that is a lot of times in our lives, you look around and you say, wow, I, I'm not here to be in relationship with you because my job is not to change you. My job is to, to do me. And yet there have been circumstances in my life, and I'm sure yours, where, you know, you're in a job and you need that job. And until you can figure your exit strategy, that's what you have. Um, I've also been in jobs where I've had people, coworkers, and maybe people even reporting to me that, you know, on any given day, if I had a moment of clear and concise decision making without guilt, shame, or fear, I would have just looked at the circumstance and changed it. But we have to be able to take it all into consideration. And that's what you're helping people with. Not just the mind, not just the emotion, but putting the whole thing together, isn't it? That's what you're talking to us about today. Yes, yes. It's very, it's very strategic and, and each of those parts are important. Because, because they're aspects of us. And, and we spend our whole life taking this fragmented approach to health and well-being. And we'll spend a few years or a few months or a few moments uh, dealing with our emotional health. Um, or a few months or minutes or years in mental health. Which the, the old paradigm of mental health was, was really just a, a, a paid place to commiserate. And that... it, it, it it wasn't as effective as just um, leaving things behind and learning to clear those things out that we're creating because the emotional aspect of things is so important. And when it's reconnected to the thoughts, the thinking process, mm -hmm. and we understand that those are paired for a reason and, and use that as a guide, it, it is life-changing. It can change the direction that you take every minute of every day. 
and, and, and that can change your life. Checking in with that every day is really important to do. And then when we reach that last 10 day period and come back to the soul, that's the, who are you? I, I will ask my clients when we get deep into some work and they, they do like an extensive emotion code package, um, I'll start asking them, especially if the heart wall has been removed. My first mm -hmm. question to them will be, how is your soul today? Mm. How is your soul today? People don't even know what, who, who, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't understand the question, <laughs> which is, yeah, it's a tricky question. It is a trick question. How is your soul today? And the thing is, we don't, we don't know our soul. Our soul is in there calling us home. And that's what the journey back to me is, is on day 40, you are more familiar you, you have a better understanding of what your soul is and what, what brightens your soul and, and what your soul came here to be because we spend so much time knowing and figuring out and being programmed to figure out what we're here to do. Okay, what am I here to do? Got that figured out. Went to school, got the degree, got the job, got all the things. Um, what am I here to be? Well, what does that mean? You really can't do what you came here to do until you know what you came here to be. You know, I love that we're talking about this. I know we're going to have many more conversations to talk about it. But what I'm really struck by is, you know, this journey that we go on, uh, and you call it journey back to me, because journey back to me is really about what you said. And it gets, and so we so confuse it, right? you know, it's, it's this place of being, right? And I've been through a few things in my life, you've been through a few things in my life. And how does it all come together to help me be who I am today? And that is fascinating, because I have to tell you this morning, you know, I always know I'm making progress on my own personal journey in a couple of different ways. But the number one way is is something I learned. And it was something I think I learned from either Mary Morrissey or something the Dalai Lama shared. It's not good, it's not bad, it just is. And I used to use that mantra, but today for me, given everything my body was feeling through the whole weekend, today for me to wake up to a couple of little situations and just be in that space. It's not good, it's not bad, it just is. And that to me is progress. Mm -hmm. And you know, I am I am a person that grew up, grew up with reactions to things. My mom dies, I'm homeless, you know, whatever those things are that cause reaction. So I love that you're bringing this into the world. I love that this is something that people will be able to experience the shift. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I love about what you were talking about today. It's not an academic thing. It's you're going to experience this, right? True, true, especially with emotions. And I'm so glad you said that because that is such an important uh, measurement of emotions. Feeling the emotions is is what a human being is able is able to experience. Um, 
and it doesn't really need language and we don't just have a few emotions and we don't just have five senses we have at least 360 and we are we are such powerful multi-dimensional beings with this energetic part of us and it, it's time to reintegrate all of that so that so that we can all become the superhumans that 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 we are here to be that's um, that's what I want to guide people to. I want to remind people, you have all of this power. You have these abilities. Your physical body has its ability to heal whatever issue comes along. And the more you sit with that and honor that and remind your body, hey, I know you got this. What can I do to support you? What can I do to support you? I can eat really colorful, beautiful, natural food. I can drink nice, clean water. I can move my body. I can breathe deeply. I can practice meditation, pranayama, yoga, something. <laughs> or sit. <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> sit in silence. But do something to honor your body and then watch how it will perform. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I know we're going to have more to talk about and more to come. You know, but you're right. In moments where you can't logically figure out your next move, Silence is a great go-to, isn't it? Thank you so much for today. I'd love to ask you, how do people find out about the journey back to me? And what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with today? Well, the mantra that I teach when we, when we start in June, I believe it's June 29th, and it will be a cancer new moon. And um, doing, doing the journey as a group is, is, is wonderful. Everyone doesn't want to do it as a group. Some want to do it as an individual. If you want to do it as an individual, you can start whenever is right for you. Go to my website, anywhere mind, body, and soul, or anywhere mind, body, soul .com. Sign up, send me a message. And the mantra that we teach when we start the journey back to me is, here I am alive, fully empowered to be who I am, and do what I came here to do. When you complete the journey back to me, you realize what you came here to do is be who you are. You gotta know who you are first. Boy, you do. And isn't that a journey all in itself? Yeah, Boy, it that, is. that is, I gotta tell you this morning, I was, I had like this perfect storm coming up, brewing up, you know how they use that phrase? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> But I was so grateful that it's not good, it's not bad, it just is. And boy, if I didn't have that response, I could have disrupted a lot of people's energy. Thank you for listening to Savvy Soul Oceans with me, Gina Gale Gray. Take the journey back to me with a freedom coach and oracle on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Come back every fourth Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific to further your progress towards rediscovery. You can also join my 40-day Journey Back to Me program to unlock your true potential and reunite with your soul. There's no time to waste. I'll share Spinspirations, which are messages from a spirit named Spencer, and lead you toward your solutions. Go to anywheremindbodysoul.com and ask for a complimentary mind, body, and soul session. That's anywheremindbodysoul.com.